Greetings, loonies. This is Connor McKenna from Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, and also Connor L from Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast, which I do with your high priest, Ray. I'm also known as Connor Prime, or the first original Connor in existence, as it were. Mmm. <laughs> Kidding. Sort of. No. Yes? Anyway, my three favorite Christmas stories. I'll start off with... Hmm. I'll start off with my favorite of the bunch. Uh, wins by a very slim margin. It is Daredevil Volume 1, 266. So this is in Anne Nocenti's and John Romita Jr.'s Daredevil run, which is my favorite Daredevil run. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's called A Beer with the Devil, uh, which has two meanings because Daredevil has a beer with a lady who is the devil, or Mephisto, whatever you call it, but it's a story, it's a very sort of weird story about temptation, and this is in one of Daredevil's slumps, I guess, where he's just bumming around the bar, I just, I don't know, uh, read it for yourself, it's really awesome, it's a bit bleak, but it has it has a nice sort of heartwarming Christmas ending, I guess. Then we have my second favorite Christmas story. Um, it's Hellboy, A Christmas Underground, which is included in the Chained Coffin and Others collection. Now, this is less about Christmas and more just set during Christmas. Hellboy's investigating. He's doing a job at a spooky mansion for an old lady. And it's a creepy story. It's kind of bleak, weird, otherworldly. It has all, all the markings of a great Hellboy story. And it's a bit depressing at the end, but also not. I don't know. You read it, and you kind of like what the hell did I just read. So, yeah, I love that story. Definitely, definitely worth reading. And my third favorite Christmas story is from DCU Infinite Holiday Special. And it's a Superman story called Yes, Tyrone, There is a Christmas. And it's, <laughs> it's sort of comedy, and it makes fun of... A lot of the overly sentimental Christmas stories. I laughed a lot when I read this, so I definitely recommend people check this one out too. Uh, really funny stuff. And yeah, that's about it. So, to you high priests and all you loonies out there, have a happy holidays and a great new year. See ya! Listeners, welcome back to one Christmassy, wrap-up-y, end-of-year special episode thing with myself and my good friend Ray. And just before, you might have heard uh, Connor from Sons of the Dragon podcast dropping in his favourite comics of the year. A bit of a recap, I will be sprinkling those throughout the episode as we celebrate uh, all things Mooney this year, review an issue, and uh, just just have a good time about it. Yeah, 
So yeah. yeah, it's myself, Connor, and I got Ray with me. Ray, how you doing? How you going, Connor Shu? Uh, yeah, awesome, awesome to be here. Where we are at the end of this year, aren't we? And it's been another big year for for the ITK community. It's uh, it's been heaps of fun. Um, a lot of a lot of things that we've we've managed to tick off the list uh, throughout the year. So very very happy with that. But yeah, I mean, as Connor said, we've got a few. Um, I guess people that have come on the show, a few guests, and a few people that have hosted on the show. Uh, yeah, we'll be sprinkling some of their thoughts throughout the show. Um, just basically looking at you know 2018, what they thought were really good, really good books to read. Um, but yeah, it's been a Man, Connor, how have you been towards the end of this year? It's been probably a bit busy, similar to yeah. everyone else in the world. Oh, well, everyone else, you know, coming towards holidays. Yeah, I was thinks I was away in Sydney last weekend, so I couldn't be here. But we had the great Tommy on. Then, uh, mm. yeah, finished work up for the year. Had to quickly cram in Christmas shopping Friday, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> a few days before Christmas. And now, uh, now I'm finally sitting back. Well, sort of. The family's over, so yeah, you know. Got to, I can only sneak away so much, so yeah. Yeah, how did it go with the, the Christmas shopping? Was it kind of stressful as hell? or? Oh, I mean, it's Toowoomba, so it's not as bad as mm-hmm. your big your big towns, like your big, big, like Brisbane, Sydney, but yeah, yeah. you know, it was a bit hectic. A bit hectic. Did you have a... Few a, hours. Yeah. You have a, a plan of attack, or did you just kind of window shop and... Yeah, see what came window to shopping. you. Yeah, oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably... More stressful though, isn't it? Because if you don't have, well, if you have maybe a few ideas of what to get someone, um, it doesn't really crystallise until I think uh, time pressure's on and uh, and you have to actually buy something before the shops close. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, we, you know, Eve's uh, Eve's um, folks are over here, so they they've met their their grandson, little Finn. Uh, our little moon knight and uh he's um he's been a blast we've been uh you know we've been christmas shopping as well it's, things have been generally good i think we've been like just picking at it a little bit they've been here for a, a couple of weeks now so uh we've been picking at you know, getting gifts here and there and uh we finally i think we've got all the gifts happening so that's good uh we've got my folks coming over uh, having a whole big combined thing. My sister's up from Melbourne. Uh, that will be on Christmas Eve. Um, so we'll all be uh, celebrating, probably open the prezzies a little early. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun. Connor, I was, um, you know, we were we were talking about this just before. Uh, you know how Christmas, obviously, at this time of year anyway, because like, you have sales and such things to get. Um, did you did you happen to maybe get a little something for yourself, Connor? In, in oh, this time? maybe a bit too much. Yeah, you find a little, um, you know, <laughs> extra extra green in the wallet that you thought, oh, hang on, I've yeah. got all my gifts, so I might as well treat myself. Yeah, there's you know sixty billion comicsology sales. I bought some. <laughs> oh God, those aren't, aren't they terrible? I I looked through the Marvel one. And they're like, what were that? Three and a half thousand or something titles to choose from. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going through them. God, man, I could collect. I could get a lot of these. Uh, once, no, I saw. Did you see they had a Taskmaster one? I think for. Um, I think it was Fred Van Lente. His Taskmaster series. It was only oh, done. I didn't even wrote. Didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, I think one of our loonies, Sparky Malaki, she's a huge fan. Ah, yes. Huge Moon Knight and Tarski fan. Uh, and she had been discussing, this was a while ago in the loony bin, 
about how Taskmaster had a, you know, is very underrated and he had a really good series. And I think she was talking about this one. It's going for $1.99 uh, over at Comixology. So you've got that. You've got these big events. It's all happening there. Looney listeners, uh, if you haven't checked it out yet or uh, and if you're more inclined to digital comics, uh, check out the sales. It's not only Marvel. It, it reaches out to, to DC, of course. Every company, yeah. Every company as well, right? Yeah, like Image and all that and Dark Horse. So go check it out. Um, but did you come away with anything there, Connor? Yeah. Um, caught up on a bunch <laughs> of series I missed this year. You sound Big slightly disappointed in yourself. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I did. I, I spent <laughs> a lot. Yeah. I bought um, Spider-Gwen in nice hardcover paperback. Uh, hard nice. Cover. Trades, yes, I bought. Yeah. Yeah, Bluetooth yeah. headphones, you know, went to the movies too many times. You know, it's a yeah. good time. Into the Spider-Verse, just, right? Just, you know... Yeah, I've seen Spider-Verse four times now. Ooh, holy Getting moly. there, going strong. How, how many times did you see Infinity War? Twice, I think. Oh, that's got to say something. <laughs> that's got to say something yeah. about Into the into the Spider-Verse. For sure. Yeah. What about yourself, though? What about you? You've uh, um, had a bit of queries before the show about... Yeah, <laughs> I, was telling, I was telling Connor all my first world problems. But anyway, uh, I did pick up a few things. What did I get? I got... I found... Um, from Valiant Comics, the hardcover deluxe edition of Armor Hunters, oh, yeah. which I think is is out of print at the moment. And uh, I found a shop in Melbourne that still stocked it. So I managed to pick that up. I uh, I made good with um, a couple of other Valiant hardcovers. I got the Dr. Mirage um, series in deluxe hardcover, as well as uh, I think volume two of the first Bloodshot series in deluxe hardcover. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes, I, th- I mean I think it's nearly impossible to get volume one, but I'm I'm hanging <laughs> out a little bit of hope. Uh, I think I saw it on the eBay for something like four hundred bucks, so so uh, that's a bit hard. Uh, and also Archer and Armstrong volume two of the hardcover yeah. deluxe. Um, so yeah, spending big on on some trades, really loving that. And uh, and yeah, Connor, I was I was asking Connor uh, and and pleading with him what I should do because I think I am starting to get hypnotized under this spell of the uh, the Hasbro Legends figures. Uh, I've only got two myself. I've got Moon Knight, of course, and I've got a, a multiple man um, Hasbro Legends figure. And I was asking Konishu, I said, Konishu, what, what should I do? I have been trawling eBay and Amazon. And look, I can either get like another four multiple man uh, Legends figures, you know, because I want to build a, a multiple man army, right? So I found a good deal there. Or I could go and get, you know, another four, four or five um, varied characters. Like yeah, before the show, it, oh yeah, sorry. sorry, I thought you were saying four or five multiple men. I was like, before the show, it was three or four, <laughs> now it's four or five, <laughs> six uh, yeah, or the, seven before the, the episode's done. <laughs> Yeah, that's on top of the one that oh, I got. Oh, what's this? It's my multiple man room. Don't go in there. <laughs> yeah, true, true. I've been caught out. Uh, <laughs> it's probably becoming more and more, uh, more and more honest now. Yeah, so I want to build the army. <laughs> but I've seen like stuff like, obviously, well, my faves, if I can just indulge you listeners, uh, I saw Spider-Woman in her new costume. I think that's pretty cool. I actually saw her in the original costume as well. Uh, that's going for a bit more, but um, that's pretty cool. Uh, there's Hawkeye, uh, there's uh, there's Domino. Uh, I'm pretty into the Gail Simone Domino run at the moment. 
Um, and so, yeah, she, she's looking pretty good in the Hasbro Legends figures. There's Namor. There's a couple of them. There's Black Knight. Um, so they're just, just endless. Um, they look bloody awesome. So I was in a bit of a bind. I didn't know what to do. Um, I'm just going to have to have a little bit of a mull about it and uh, and <laughs> decide later on. But those are my problems, which, uh, to say the least, are good problems to have. Anyway, loonies, why we're here, we've got a... Uh... Yeah, fill out our survey. Multiple man or other figures? <laughs> Drop them yeah. below. Oh, yeah, I might, might, do, a, I might do a poll. <laughs> why not? I'll do a poll. What should I get? Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, well, you know why? Why actually? Why are we here, Konishu? Other than to celebrate the great year that we've had, to uh, reflect upon some of our past guests and hosts. What else are we doing on this very episode, our last of the year? Um, we are talking about a cute little issue, mm-hmm. and sort of talking about the year that was, I guess, and our yeah. favorite issues, all that sort of great stuff. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, have you? Have you got a? Have you got three up your sleeve? Top two thousand and eighteen issues. I got five. I narrowed it down. I'm writing an Ooh. article for a big comic page or post up. That'll probably come out in the new year because I'm a bit slow on writing it. But yeah, I think <laughs> top top five. Uh, she could fly from Dark Horse Comics. You got Ooh. Long Lost from Vault Comics. Uh-huh. No Scout Comics. You got um, What If Magic One uh, from Marvel Comics this year. Uh-huh. Transformers Lost Light, of course, and um, Prism Stalker from Image Comics. Wow, what was that? Yeah. The, what was the Marvel one? What if magic? Uh, what if magic? Uh, its full title is "What if." Oh, uh, the what know, if the question okay. mark? Right, yeah, magic became the Sorcerer Supreme. It's a nice little one shot. Ah, uh, okay, okay, nice one. Um, right, and what was the last one? Prisoner. What was that? A like? Prism Stalker. That one came stalker. out about mid-year through Image. It's like a cool, very psychedelic-looking sci-fi comic about you know. Uh, you know, alien races and kind of like the reflection of immigration and, mm-hmm. you know, identity and big sci-fi things within a very, very interesting little story, you know. Cool. Yeah, it's been a long year, hasn't it? It's, it's, I'm trying to think, I actually haven't compiled, a li- I, can, I can rattle off a few, but uh, just trying to think of the ones earlier this year. I mean, there were so many good runs, weren't there? Um, yeah, I think, um, I yeah, when I went through, when I... <sighs> been making this list up for a while i think when i started i had about 87 different books oh wow that i all thought were worth it to yeah be, you know thought about for best of the year yeah it's a good year bloody hell eh? look um it would be great if we put this in the show notes as well Konishu, just to um to let the loonies know like your favorite and i'll put in uh, my favorite as well as um the ones that we have throughout the episode from our various guests but uh, look, first one I would say, only because of the anticipation, I, I would say Moon Knight um, one eighty eight, the and that anticipation for that new series, and how Bemis kind of really I thought he just blew it out the water. I mean, considering yet to follow up on Lemire's run, and you might have uh, opinions about the entire Bemis run, but his one eighty eight I thought was really good. I think 188 was last year, though. Was it? Yeah, November 8th, 2017. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'll have to. I'll have to have another think then. Um, yeah. Right. Well, oh yeah. That one. That first issue was such a brilliant issue. Probably yeah, still. Yeah. I think the. You know, I, I really like that run, but I think that first issue. You know, probably still my favorite issue from it. Yeah. Oh, something it is really such... special. Something so 
out of the you know completely out of the blue. Yeah, such a Nothing strong. We'd ever seen before. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, okay. Well, I'm going to say then. Stop that. Okay, 2000. That doesn't qualify. 2018, uh, Immortal Hulk number one. Oh yes. I think that that was a great. Oh man, and it's still going strong, isn't it? It's uh, yeah. no signs of stopping too, which is oh, fantastic. Man, Al Ewing and Joe Bennett on art is just he is he he would give Jason Burrows a run for his money with horror like horror art. Um, really, really good stuff. Um, but anyway, Conishoot, uh, I, I've got to give another a bit of thought on that. Um, we actually, one of our our listeners and one of our favourite loonies, Rick, the Rick Ball special, he, uh, he came back to us as well for his favourite issues of 2018. He's not able to give us an audio, unfortunately, uh, but he did write in to us, um, so, Konishu, have you got um, Rick's message there? I sure do. He says, Hey guys, it's the Rick Ball special coming at you with my top single issues of 2018. And it's obviously, if you've uh, been in there inside <laughs> the Looney Bin chat, yes. I think we can definitely say obviously, going to be both Infinity Countdown Darkhawk and Infinity Countdown Sleepwalker. Both fantastic books that have single-handedly reinvented, rebooted, Two fan favourites from the 90s for the modern age, thanks to Chris Sims and Chad Bowers. Maybe Mooney will shop in Secret Defenders, <laughs> which is a book they teased at the end of our Sleepwalker. Very exciting. And he oh. says, uh, finishes with, I hope everyone has a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, so thank you so shout much. Shout out to your boy. Yeah, shout out to the Rick Ball special hurtling at us with his messages. That's cool. And, yep, no doubt, Dark, that Dark Hawk count, countdown Um was really good, very strong. Yeah, Sleepwalker was just as good. If you haven't checked it out yet, I just read uh, issue three, so I haven't fin- I haven't finished it yet. Yeah, so I can't wait for that. I've got the number four in my pile. I'm just I'm really slow, so um, I've heard good things about it. But um, yeah, no, cool. That's that's awesome. Uh, definitely check these out. And again, these will be in our show notes, Looney listeners. Uh, yeah, so. Um, Konishu, I'm wondering whether... Look, why don't we just take also another quick break? Well, a quick break. We haven't taken one, <laughs> we haven't taken one yet. <laughs> uh, and let's, uh, let's just go a quick break. Quick break. We'll uh, hear from one of our fellow collective members. Hi, this is Dave. And I'm Stu, and we're from the Signal of Doom. We're proud members of the collective, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. <laughs> Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. Uh, anyway, Connor, before we get on to the comics, um, a year in review, hey? So there were a fair few things that we managed to tick off our list for the show for ITK. Um, I guess off the bat, what would you say? What would you say was you know one of your faves or your favourite thing? Possibly. My favourite thing of this year is... I can't... Actually, if it's 188 we reviewed, I can definitely say um, that, yeah, I think we knocked it off this year was the Isla Raz and just yep. just a whole bunch of, you know, um, of just guest loonies coming on, mm. you know. I think that's kind of, you know, 
something people expect to say, but it it really is crazy, you know. Especially, um, you know, I've had um, a bit of a bit of a busy year, so I haven't always been here, and we've mm-hmm. always had a great loony to pop in to fill in for me, or I've been there alongside, yeah. and we've had great episodes. We've been able to alongside them, you know, spread our thoughts, spread a pin, like see different perspectives, and you know, spread what we cover on the show. You know, the Isle of Ra's are a great way to talk about, you know, different comics and different likes from um, mm-hmm. Mooney fans as well as, you know, talk about Mooney even more then, you know, and it just made it, because, yeah, it just really sung home the point of this um, this podcast being, you know, something for the community, something for, like, a proper space for all Moon Knight fans, and we not only started that, but grew it massively, and mm. I think to great positive reaction, and can't wait to grow it more in uh, 2019. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we were both surprised how well that kind of took off, uh, just getting... Uh, you know, we put we put a, a hand up saying, look, you know, would be great to to interview some people, some of the loonies, and yeah, we got some really good feedback, and we managed to cap off some really cool, uh, insightful interviews with them to get to know them a bit more, uh, as well as their favourite books as well. Yeah, I mean, I I can't argue with them. that was a that was a really fun thing to do uh, this year, and. We'll definitely continue at 2019. Actually, I was speaking to... Oh, I want to give a huge shout-out because he gave us such kind words. Um, Anthony Sitko from Capes on the Couch podcast. Uh, They're a podcast that um, talks about, um, I guess, mental issues. Um, And it's uh, there's a psychiatrist on there, uh, like a certified psychiatrist. Dr. Issues is his name. And they use superheroes to discuss potential you know um various mental mental issues um and and uh, they really dig deep into it uh anyway anthony's a huge moon knight fan and he gave us a massive shout out uh, yeah so really thanks for that anthony and really check out capes on the couch podcast they are doing fantastic work uh i just listened to recently they've done a couple since they've got kingpin they've done mr miracle um i listened to their hulk one they did one with hulk because obviously bruce banner has massive issues um (laughs) yeah but they got right into it and they um they had special guests um on there to talk about it and it gets into really in uh in-depth stuff and really intriguing stuff they obviously did moon knight a while ago i listened to that that was just fantastic um multiple man many know that i'm a fan anyway so they did multiple man which um again he has huge huge mental mental issues um so it was really interesting stuff um anyway a huge shout out to them uh fantastic work that they're doing um i cannot promote them enough uh, and anthony is keen to do uh to come on the show a potential isla ra perhaps hell yeah yeah so um you know it'd be great to have a uh, uh, anthony on board uh, and yeah, hopefully we'll see him in 2019. Um, so yeah, anyway, that was a little bit of a, um, I digress a little, just, um, you just reminded me about, about that, but yeah, Isla Raz, they're, they're really good. Look, I thought, I thought we did a, a huge thing, um, at the beginning, Connishu, I thought that great podcast crossover that we did, we managed to, uh, amongst that was this year that too. was yeah. wasn't it yeah uh, march i think february march um not only us obviously three other podcasts inner demons ghost rider podcast sons of the dragon the immortal iron fist podcast and defenders tv podcast between all four of us 
we managed to, I don't know how we did it logistically. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, we managed to coordinate and we reviewed every single core issue and tie-in issue for the Damnation series. I thought that was just, I thought that was so much fun um, to actually, you know, it, it just made us, for me, it made, it made podcasting um, and it made me feel that we were part of a, a community, um, which we ended up being, you know, part of the collective, which is which is another another big thing. So, uh, yeah, I think that was a pretty good, pretty good, um, yeah, a pretty good thing that we did this year. Um, we also had, let's not forget Connor as well, our big 50th episode. We had Jason Burrows, our first oh, massive yeah. interview with uh, none other than the current artist of the time for Moon Knight. That was really fantastic. He was so generous with his time. Um, yeah, would love to get Jason on again next year. And of course, uh, a few episodes later, we had Max Bemis on. I thought that was a real, um, a real watermark, um, for the show. I was very happy. Yeah, to real get pleasure, Max. real highlight, real. Mm, yeah. But exactly as you say, Connor, I think the overarching thing to all of this is, is the strength of the community, the, the, the Looney community. And uh, for, for people stepping in, you know, have to give the honourable mentions to the like of obviously Tommy the Man on the Streets, uh, Cavill, you know, you have Chad, the power of Chad, always willing um, to contribute, whether it be his voice or or writing stuff for us. Uh, same with Tommy. Then you have uh, Josh Geronimo Johnson, Dustin Cold Case Kurtz. They're all, you know, the list kind of goes on. So really grateful. Um, and the people in the loony bin. It's just it's just been really a lot of fun. So uh, plenty of good stuff there. And yeah, big shout out to Ray as well. You know, uh, like I said, you know, I've kind of you know I've kind of been busy this year. And Ray oh, single handedly jumped into like most of these things. Set it up while I was off and about, you know, cons- consistently the voice of this podcast. So, you know, a lot of oh. stuff that's happened this year was because of this crazy mad lad doing <laughs> extensive planning, yeah. might I add, if you ever <laughs> speak to him on Messenger about how he prepares for each episode. Uh, this man. Which, ironically, tonight is uh, it's a little <laughs> a little loose. Um, uh, we'll, give, we'll give you this night off, okay? <laughs> oh, no, cheers, Connor. But, uh, you know, again, and without, you know, sounding like you know, we're, we're both patting each other on the backs um, but well deserved it as well Connor y- yourself you know you, you pull through as well I mean I had a stint um, had to had to be away um, what I found the most one of the most hilarious episodes actually and again loonies you've got to listen to it is Connor and Rebecca take the reins um, they do I think you guys reviewed uh, 197 if I'm correct because I remember it had to do with the uh, the persan was that the uh, the little the little uh, poultry dish, and you were talking about yams, Connor. I thought that was um, oh god, you remember that? <laughs> I don't remember that now. <laughs> that was a, a hilarious, a hilarious episode. So you know, um, big props to to Connor Shu as well for uh, for keeping you know keeping the show going on as well. Um, you know, chatting up with uh, with with Tommy as well. Tommy stepped in, and and you know you've you've uh, you've hosted with Tommy Tommy as well as others. Uh, it's been really good. So um, cannot cannot thank you enough as well for that. Anyway, I think 
Unless, were there any other big things this year, kind of shoe that I'm you can think a, of from the show? Have a potentially yeah, a page. Oh, of course. Actually, sorry. Of course. Again, um, we've got a big shout. Sorry, Connor. If, if you were about to say something. No, no, no. You go no? first. Uh, again, a big shout out to um, our rebranding towards the towards the end of the year. Uh, and a big shout out to again another loony who contributed Noel Tate, lead singer and guitarist of Delita the band. Um, please check them out. They have supplied us um, and graciously allowed us to use all of their music. Well, all of our music is theirs uh, on the show. So um, it just makes everything even feel more homegrown by having music and stuff um, provided by loonies as well as our new logo um, refined beautifully by Randolph Benoit and off the back of his brother Ben's recommendation so thanks to the the brothers Benoit there Um, so yeah that was uh, I thought another highlight for for this year yeah no, I think we covered it fantastically. Well, yeah, we covered it. I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> getting getting the love out, getting the love. We're getting the love out anyway. So it has. I guess what we're saying it has been a big year. Don't worry, we have we have things cooking as well for next year. So um, I can never sit still. Believe you me, with a few little ideas sprouting up. Um, so can't wait to reveal them to you. I mean. If anything's being said, I mean, the whole idea of, of having our rebranding is is heading us towards a particular direction where we will dabble our feet into. Um, so, um, yeah, just keep your eyes out for next year and hopefully that can kick off. I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, without being too more cryptic, <laughs> I'm kind of sure. Um, how about we take a, another quick break? And we'll be back for our review of Silent Night. Hi, this is Chris. And this is Brian. And we are the hosts of Inner Demons, the Ghost Rider podcast. And you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and other podcast apps for all your Ghost Rider needs. Right on. Hey there, loonies. It's Dustin, Cold Case Kurtz. Just want to wish everyone a happy holidays and a great new year. I just want to also talk about my top picks for this year of 2018. Um, 2018 was a great year for comics, but um, these are my top three, I think. Uh, first off, in no particular order, actually, by the way. First, uh, Saga number 54 um, by Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Um, that was the end of their uh, current arc for Saga, and I think they were going to take about a year break after that. So it's man, it was it was a hard read. It, it, it ripped my heart out. I think um, it was a tough one. It was really good. Um, I love Saga. And let's see, number two is Doctor Afra number twenty by Simon Spurrier with the art by Kev Walker. Um, I love Doctor Afra. It's a Star Wars comic. Uh, um, if you love Star Wars, I recommend you eat read Dr. Afra. This was the 
start of a new arc that they just finished up. This came out early this year. Um, and uh, it's just great. She's a great character, so... Uh, yeah, and then number three is Detective Comics number 973, written by James Tinney in the fourth, and art by Joe Bennett. Um, this was the last of the last issue of the um, what was it called? The Fall of the Batman, I believe, arc that Joe T- uh, James Tinian did. Um, I think this was one of the last. He, he was ending his run with this. It's it's just a great issue. It has a lot of my favorite characters in it. Has um, Anarchy in it, who's one of my favorite villains. Um, it's just it's a, it's a great uh, display of all the different characters in the family. Uh, I really recommend you read it if you're into. And I know I said six times there, but hey, uh, that's more than one. So sorry. Uh, anyways. Have a happy new year, guys, and I uh, look forward to seeing you in 2019. <laughs> Welcome back, Looney listeners. This is Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. You are listening to, I believe it is episode 79, I believe. It could be 80, I can't remember. Anyway, um, (laughs) uh, you are listening to our final episode for this year, 2018. And uh, we've had a bumper year, but we are not done yet. We have one more comic book review for you. And this was a, a good choice by, by you, Konishu, because it's it's very apt for the end of the year, the festive the season. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, whether you, whether you celebrate Christmas or, or you know, um, whether it just be a, a great end of year break, um, just the festivities, just the whole kind of seasonal thing. Uh, yeah, we are looking at a, um, a comic that was released in 2012. Um, but Konishu, maybe could you divulge some of the details for us? Yeah, sure. This was uh, released in January 2009. Oh, 2009, uh, was it? Oh, my God. Sorry. There I think you go. so. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yes, yeah, so this was taking place uh, during the, uh, at the time, Benson run, uh, what we uh, consider Volume 5. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, 2009, um, it was written by Peter Milligan, who... Maybe this is probably his first Moon Knight issue. If not, he wrote some of Mark Spector Moon Knight, which I don't think he did. Uh, he's got mm-hmm. pencilers, uh, inkers, uh, just general artist Lawrence Campbell, uh, colorist Lee Lo- uh, Lowridge, mm-hmm. uh, letters uh, letters by Russ Wooten, and editors uh, Jody LaHoop, uh, Daniel Ketchum, and Axel Alonso. Yeah, great. And we really must mention also as well, Konishu, why don't we kick that off with uh, the cover by Clayton Crane. Ah, uh, true legend. Really, really beautiful. I mean, I know him more from, obviously, the Valiant comics. Yep. Um, I don't know if he's done too much Marvel. Do you know if he's he's done a lot of Marvel stuff or? Oh, he did. I think um, he did. Um, he, sorry, def- he he did the Ghost Rider cover for the Damnation, the Johnny Blaze. Yeah, he does. Yeah, 
he does a lot of covers. You know, he's still he's still pumping out quite a few in the most re- uh, recent Marvel mm-hmm. solicitations, actually. Yeah, but I think it's a lot of covers, not a whole lot of uh, interiors. Right. Oh, it's a shame because he's brilliant. I think he. Correct me if I'm wrong, Connishu, but he did. Didn't he do 4001 AD? Didn't he do the yeah, he interiors? Sure did. Yeah, they were phenomenal. Uh, he also did um, Summer Ninjak as well. Oh right, yes. He popped in a few issues there. Oh, phenomenal, phenomenal artist. And anyway. We have a, a cover here, really cool. Uh, you've got a really badass-looking Moon Knight there. I'm <laughs> just really going to town with a... Th- looks like just a thug. But amidst uh, a lot of Christmas lights, um, I guess the Christmas tree, the Christmas decorations, it's um, it's really typical Moon Knight, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, Konishu, I might thrust this upon you as well. For our sliver for this issue, how would you best yes. summarize this Silent Night? Okay, so this takes place over Christmas uh, as a uh, as a bunch of thugs kill a department store Santa Claus for being a part of some drug lord, you know, mm-hmm. crime lord thing of a thing. And then, yeah, Moon Knight goes after them, being uh, faced by a elf costume wearing corpse-looking Conchu berating him (laughs) as uh, Marlene waits at home lamenting this life she has with uh, Mark. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And it's, um, man, can I just say, I recorded just recently, a shameless plug again, um, Last Sons of Krypton. It's a Superman podcast, which I do with another Connor. Um, I'm still not totally convinced it is another con. I think it's you kind of putting on another voice. Uh, but anyway. Oh, kidding. I never live in Brisbane. <laughs> okay. Oh, ooh, there's them fighting words amongst the Queenslanders. Um, yeah, but... Um, oh, God, what was I What was I saying? I've totally forgotten. I'm... Uh, Oh, uh, you did an episode last time to Christmas. Oh, Christmas. yeah. You also do a Christmassy thing. Yeah, and anyway, we did a a, a uh, Superman Christmas special thing as well, and uh, we'd act- we'd actually did two um, stories of Superman during Christmas time, and both of them were reaffirming, were a little bleak, but at the end they were very positive. Can I just say this one by Moon Knight? It's fucking dour. Man, it was, wasn't it? It was as oh, as bleak as anything. And um, I, look, and need, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, did you? No, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, oh. no. I was, um, you know, Moon Knight balances, you know, the nice line between, you know, incredibly violent, incredibly dour, and yeah. you know, content that you still enjoy. But yeah, no, I just found this, you know, just way too much. It's just. It was an issue so dark, I just found it pointless, I think, yeah. is the way oh. I'd describe it. But I'm going to hear what you hear what you think. It's been a while since we've uh, yeah. oh, swung is... different ways on a comic. Yeah, well, this is, well, I mean, I just thought this was absolutely not what I was expecting. You know, with a, a yeah, Christmas no. special, <laughs> you know, I, th- I thought it was going to be something along the lines of the Superman comic. So basically, in the Superman ones, it was more about how... You know how how great the human spirit is, and and the kindness that we all have, and sharing and giving. You know, the, it's a gift of giving, uh, the season of giving, um, and so I was expecting something like that here, and it opens up with two masked goons. <laughs> it's the most disturbing thing if you're a little kid uh, shooting Santa 
<laughs> so Peter Milligan opens up the, the story with these guys, and Santa's obviously dealing with some, you know, some sort of seedy, seedy side. Uh, and anyway, he gets shot in front of some customers. Uh, so he's left in his chair there. You know, you can only assume that people are going to have photos done with him. Uh, so really, really dark stuff. And, and towards the end, um, so at the very beginning and at the very end with Marlene, uh, even that there was a there was a slight bit of resolution there, wasn't there, Connor, with with him coming home to her at least. You know, I, I was kind of expecting that he'd never turn up, and yeah. uh, and you know she'd be left there waiting, and it's a whole thing. You know, the whole trope of them waiting, having the whole prepared dinner, and then the candles just kind of slowly go down. And there's no more wax left. I thought that was going to happen, but he does turn up. Um, they do a, a bit of the. Uh, bit of the down and dirty um, you know mark's had a rough night they have a, you know they have a, a bit of a go under the sheets bit of rumpy pumpy and then uh <laughs> and then yeah and then he goes oh he has to go like he he has to do his stuff his thing and she's kind of left you know just wondering uh, what does she say at the end she says um you've had your present good night <laughs> oh yeah that as well um yeah, you've got to remember who you are. So this is almost like a um, kind of a, what is it? Um, oh, not a wake-up call to Marlene, but a reiteration to her that she was dreaming of, you know, them having a really a normal life, you know. Um, but no, this, this is what her life is, basically. Um, she's in love with this man who... It can't give her what she really wants. Yeah, she needs to get out of here. It's shit life. Yeah. Terrible. And that's how they end the Christmas special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, so maybe, Connish, maybe you can uh, um, explain then what really, apart from the utter, utter bleakness of it, what was really rubbing you the wrong way? Yeah, it just, it was, yeah, I guess that the uh, problem is, you know, you know, I got no, I got no problem with a bleak story. Um, you know, I like Moon Knight. I like a bunch of stuff, but it it just didn't have a point. Mm. Like I already know the character of Moon Knight, and all this does is tell me it again, but during Christmas time. You know, I don't feel like I yeah. learned anything new about the character. I don't feel like there's anything that happened except that Conchu's more racist than he usually is in this yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And then yeah, the issue just ends with. Marlene suffering and Mark being devoid. Like, we got a lot of this at the start with the bottom as well, where we already saw them, yep. their crumbling personalities. So, yeah. It's just odd to reiterate this as a Christmas special and call it a day. I don't know. I see what you mean. I mean, really, apart from the Santa at the beginning, if you took that away, it really had no connection to Christmas, right? I mean, yeah. Marlene's, there's a, you know, she's, she's, cooking a turkey and there's a special event going on that could easily be thanksgiving um you know or just a special night really uh, there's no real yeah there's no real reason why it is a christmas special i, I can kind of yeah i can see that and i know what you mean but there is no point if actually looking at it now and and going through it apart from what Milligan does, I think, is he really does set a, a couple of really badass scenes, which are really cool. But if you step back and look at the overarching thing, um, it's hard to really, I guess, 
hard to really find a like a a spine to the story, if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, to me, looking back on it and reflecting, I believe most of it, or the focal point, would be Marlene and and Moon Knight and their relationship. But most of the issue is taken up with Moon Knight tracking down these two thugs who killed Santa, um, and and uh, and then him talking to to Conchu as well, and and it's very similar that that kind of same same thing about Conchu just kind of um, egging him on and him just kind of going up going against it. So yeah, I mean, I can see is that is that kind of what you meant, Connor? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, there is good to this. Like, you're right. It's like the setup is, um, you know, is interesting, and the art's great, and so the yeah, action looks good. great. Yeah, and yeah, but it just it just feels like this should be slotted in another story that says something bigger than this. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I, I see definitely what you mean. Um, but Jesus got some really cool, like, cinematic effects for me. Uh, and it really does paint a foreboding figure of Moon Knight, I reckon. I mean, if if I can go into some of those those little points. Um, so as you said, you know, as as we discussed, perhaps the, the the thread, the running thread, isn't as strong. But um, you get these little little vignettes of of Moon Knight scenes here. Uh, the first one is obviously. Again, it's a little tropey, but how he kind of jumps down uh, at right at the start uh, with the with the credits, um, looking very much like a, a menacing menacing figure. Um, I think that was that was great. Uh, one Batman reference. He kind of reminded me a little yeah. bit of hundred uh, percent. <laughs> yeah, but it was great. It was awesome. Like you, you had the shot of the full moon. You had him like swooping down. Uh, he looked scary, you know, for for a figure in white. But he's got that hooded look and the cape and the dark face. He just looks really scary. Um, the other one I thought, again, was really cool was when he gives chase to that second guy and the guy gets the um, the car and he runs Moon Knight down. Um, but then he looks in the rearview mirror and Moon Knight's standing up again. It's like, oh, man, that is um, this is one tough ombre, you know, and... Uh, and it just makes Moon Knight look so much like a badass. I thought that was really, really, really cool. Um, and he's strong too as well. Like he smashes that guy through the windscreen. And uh, I like the little detail saying that. I thought he killed him. Obviously, you, you get smashed through a windscreen with such force, you've got to be dead, right? But the yeah. um, detectives say, well, he could have done this to the, you know, to this guy. Um is looking forward to a life of a colostomy bags and sucking dinner out of a straw. So, yeah. And and Moon Knight hasn't got, like... I'm, I was thinking immediately of Daredevil, uh, the Net, Netflix series. Moon Knight hasn't got those hyper senses to, to let him know, okay, yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've ki- uh, beaten him to the point of death, but I haven't killed him. For all intents and purposes, Moon, Moon Knight would have just smashed him through the, the windscreen and... Cared yeah, not. like crushing. Yeah. yeah, like crushing that guy with a glider and uh, yes. Ellis's issue oh, five. Yeah. Oh yeah, that that that's that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and and caring not whether he killed the guy or not. He just you know, um, so he's he just so vicious in this. Uh, it, it was really good, but yeah, I guess I guess they could have done a bit more with Marlene's um, role. Yeah, and and yeah, like 
And if we just attached it to an arc that spoke about Marlene, you know, like, it introduced an interesting thread, but I want to see what happens to Marlene after this. And, you know, this is a one-shot to, you know, Milligan's take on Moon Knight that we've never seen again. You know, Milligan's mm. not written an issue of Moon Knight since. It just kind of feels, yeah, just pointless to me. And it, it's mm. kind of a problem I have with Tom King's run at the moment. Okay. Like, Oh, I have to bleep that out, but we all know who Tom King's... Uh, what con- Tom King's writing? Sorry, Connor. Only the one reference. <laughs> oh, you're right. What have gotcha. I done? <laughs> I'm, very sh- I'm, going to, I'm going to Moon Knight court now. I'm going to see if <laughs> kind when he delivers my fate before Christmas. Um, Yeah, like, I feel like Tom King... Tom King has plenty of great ideas, yep. and he has a very obviously obvious point he wants to do with Batman, and I like, I've like, you know, I've liked plenty of that run, probably about half of it, but then mm-hmm. there are issues where I'm just like, you know, why? You're just beating up this character, mm-hmm. and there isn't enough in this one issue to be like, oh, I connect to this. It's just, yeah. you know, it just feels unsympathetic and, you know, kind of unenjoyable. Once again, though, he has great artists, but, you know, yeah, it's just... And, like, yeah, and if this was in a larger story, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, all right, I can see what you're doing, but... Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because it is a, it is really a one-shot, and it is a real one-shot special. So, Milligan's... I guess he had to try and impress some sort of point into this, um, but he's only got so many pages to do so. Um, but, yeah, it's... Yeah. it's uh, and it seems like, I mean, from what you're saying and how you've approached it or how you have received it, is that he hasn't really been able to to capture like an essence in this story within these page, within these 34 pages, which is a shame um, because you know that's the one thing, especially with annuals as well. Uh, especially, you, you want to make them, you know, they have to be they're short and they have to be sharp. They have to be to the point. Um, they have to be pretty clear about what they do, um, and perhaps that that hasn't done that. Or this hasn't done that um, to an extent. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just yeah, and it, it just makes me think like why you wouldn't just tell sort of a different story, I guess, or maybe yeah, make this a bit more Christmasy, Christmasy. It definitely lacks that Christmas feel, doesn't it? Again, apart from the the first page, first couple of pages. There's really nothing more, is there, other than, say, that couple. I guess they were walking back from buying their Christmas gifts. But even that, that is so ambiguous. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and of course, Conchu wearing the Santa Claus outfit, um, that's really that's really just token, isn't it? Um, but I don't know, I guess around this time as well, 2009... Around the 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 um the Houston and the Benson run, I mean this is this was the sort of Moon Knight, I guess that that we were all used to, or you know around this time. Yeah. So he was... yeah, and that's possible as well. You know, this mm. is um like even I'm sorry, I didn't mean to no no. Yeah, like, I was just saying like I was just reading the wiki and it was like these issues take place after Moon Knight Volume Five Twenty Four, mm-hmm. and I guess yeah, that's what I don't have the context of that there was a run happening right now. Yeah, and you know this really does connect with the feel of that run, so yeah. that's actually a totally a big point I'm missing judging this on its own. Mm. So yeah, no, it, it is hard, isn't it? Because Moon Knight is so different. I mean, I know we've said it before, but he's so different between between volumes and between the years. That 
I mean, if you if you jump back and forth between them and, and look back, it's hard to pinpoint. Okay, well, what everyone has their favorites, like what what their favorite kind of Moon Knight is. And you mentioned about the Warren Ellis, the Mister Knight, or even the, his Moon Knight iteration there, vastly different, you know, from from what we see here. This is very much more conventional, similar to the Houston run, isn't it? It's very much more conventional Moon Knight, um, just just the brooding dark street level. Um, hero uh, and then you know if you get like if you get like even the Bemis's Moon Knight uh, there's, he's not he's not um, skulking around in the shadows as much at all you know he's pretty much out there isn't he he does a lot of fighting but he's not uh, he doesn't exude this sort of fear in in the villains actually in the Bemis run I don't think there was any emphasis on um, I want, you know, the crooks to to fear me and to see me coming. I don't think there ever was. Yeah, not yeah, not, like not before this run at least. Mm. So yeah, because that was a big. That was even in the Warren Ellis scene. That was the big thing, wasn't it? When we were talking yeah, about those issues, it's about fear me. It's about really, you know, I want you to be scared of me. Like, and he was telling that dead corpse on the on the roof. Um. You know, just tell him, tell any of the, your mates out there that I'm coming for you. So he was really reiterating that I am going to make your life hell. Um, yeah, yeah. I was, um, yeah, it was Houston that invented that. You know, basically. Mm. So yeah, yeah. I think yeah, you're right. This the like <laughs> that's a good point that totally changes my perspective on this issue now. I guess. I yeah, like reviewing it alone. Definitely leaves a lot to be desired, but I guess looking in a bigger perspective, if I read this again with the entire run, which I keep meaning to. Oh, yeah, you should. Definitely. Um, but no, I mean, for sure, you take away what you your impressions when you first read it anyway. Uh, and the beauty about, obviously, beauty about comics or, or in general is that you can come back to um, issues and appreciate it differently you know you might like it more you might hate it more um with the scarlet redemption which we which we just uh which did recently with with tommy uh last episode uh i mentioned there like when i first read that in the 90s it really didn't impress me at all but my my um tastes have changed i guess and uh really enjoyed it upon you know the the latest read that i had so yeah you know, it's it's a fluid thing, um, and th- and that's a great thing about comics. So, uh, art's yes. incredible, though. We haven't spoken enough about that. I think Lawrence Campbell, who's uh, yes. got a lot of um, a lot of history with uh, characters like Wolverine, Deadpool, and the Punisher. You know, these big, you know, these right. awesome murderous folks. Yep. You know, or at least violent folks. You know, he's got a great, you know, great um, great handle on um, yeah, action here. And the the presence of Moon Knight, which is the most important part about that fear aspect, and alongside Lee Low Ridge, um, you know the the the, the crit, like the winter element of this issue was yeah, amazing. How good you is know, that? It's like the mixture of like dark inks and you know, um, you know the the white snow is just fantastic. Yeah, that unrelenting snow is brilliant. I think um, it really does add to this feel. It kind of gives that. You know, without sounding too obvious, so that coldness, um, and it just really does set the tone. The, the tone, doesn't it? Um, I'm just looking here as well. There's a picture. Uh, great stuff from from uh, Lawrence Campbell. I like how there's a sense of realism 
obviously to his he reminds me a little I'm trying to place it there's a little bit of um Sorrentino I think in it it must be a lot with the inks or yeah it's I just can't place it but there's a particular look that it has uh yeah, and a really beautiful, beautiful style. Like there's a, a picture here of Moonlight looking in on the window with these two lovers just admiring their Christmas tree. <laughs> um, just really great images there. Just his reflection on the window as the, as they the couple there embrace each other. Um, really evocative stuff here from um, from Campbell. Also, as well, the the hellish um, elf that Conchu is, like you know. <laughs> With his uh, skull-like head and, and big pointy ears, uh, I think that's a one and only time we see. I mean, obviously because it's an elf, um, but he just really looked like a goblin, didn't he? Yeah, mm. it took me a second even to realize if this was Conchu. Yeah, because it said 2012, the one I read. It is 2009, so I thought yep. this might have still been like Bendis era. Was, yeah, right. You know, Benson era. Yeah, so I was like, "What?" And I was like, "No, it's Conchu. <laughs> Needs more of a bush many face." Yeah, exactly. And that's it. I mean, were you reading this off a digital copy? Yes, I am. Yeah, I mean, same here as well. So, just just to mention as well, you can get this. You can still get it easily available on single issues. Um, I don't believe it's been collected in any like trade. Yeah. Not to not to my knowledge, but it is available on Kindle on Comicsology. Um, Dare us. Moon Knight Volume 4, The Death of Mark Spector. Um, oh, it's in there. Okay, I've got that. Yeah, it's in there. Okay, I haven't, yeah. oh, okay. I haven't, seen, I haven't read that in a while. So, um, okay, in, in that. Because um, that also, yeah. from memory, because the cover of it, that actually has the Moon Knight Annual as well. So, okay, that must... Yeah. Okay, great. That must collect it. Okay, brilliant. Oh, well, well done, Connor. Uh, it, it's, in, it's in a collected trade. That's pretty hard to get, though. Um, yeah, from mem- I mean, yeah, digitally was how I had to get it. Yeah, from memory, the trades have long since been out of print. I um, I came across mine on eBay or something a while ago. Um, so if you're lucky enough to find one there, otherwise digital is probably your best bet. And I believe it might be available on Marvel Unlimited. So um, yes, definitely is. Yes, on okay. Marvel Unlimited. So uh, check it out there, uh, Looney listeners. Um. Right. Uh, are there any other any other points here, Connishu, that you'd like to to mention? Um, no, I think I've about covered all of my little mm-hmm. thoughty thoughts. Yeah, uh, yeah. Similar to myself as well. I think that's um, yeah, pretty much it for me. How about we get into our moon ratings for this? Yes. All right. So. With our highly convoluted convoluted moon rating system, um, for those that don't know, we will rate this out of some sort of moon. <laughs> um, top of the thing, a blue moon, very exceptional, very exceptional comic. Uh, that's, that's beyond 10 out of 10. A full moon is 10 out of 10. Um, and everything in between up until a, a new moon, which is absolutely the worst you can get. So, Cornishoo. Can I ask you, what would you give this, the Moon Knight special, titled Silent Night? Silent Night. All right. Well, you know, um, hmm. it's kind of tough. Uh, Looking at this, uh, you know, uh, probably looking at this by itself, Mm -hmm. I'd give it a, uh, a one quarter moon or kind of a, 
you know, it's sort of a waning gibbous. Is that the one? <laughs> yeah, uh, a quarter moon's like I think- two and a half out of ten, which is no. I hope you I hope it's not that bad. Uh, waning gibbous is um, that is. Uh, that's a bit less than three quarters, so it's about seven out of ten. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's probably... Yeah, I'd give it half a moon, because, you know, mm-hmm. classic half moon, that, that's probably a bit better. Um, yeah, reading this by itself, it just really doesn't deliver. It just seems grim for bloody grim's sake. Conchu's weirdly racist, question mark. Yeah. Um, there's a... Uh, <laughs> like, Milligan obviously understands the connection between um, Marlene and Moon Knight, mm-hmm. and if he had a chance to give a full run, I think it would have fit nicely with the tone of... Um, Houston and Benson really well and obviously has an interesting idea with Conchu but having it a one shot by itself it just didn't connect with me just overpoweringly grim for no point um bolstered definitely by good artwork and Milligan obviously be a competent writer who's written some great stuff in the past but yeah um and definitely if I was reading this in the context it might it might be that possibly that Wayne and Gibbous but yeah on its own half moon yeah, right. Okay. No, half moon there, loonies. Um, so that's a obviously a 5 out of 10. I would give it uh, a little bit more. I'd be hesitant to give it a three-quarter, so I'm going to touch it just underneath, and um, I am going to give that a, a wane, yeah, waning gibbous. So I'm looking at maybe a about a 7, 6.5 to 7 out of 10, I'd say. Uh, it was enjoyable. For me, the art was, was a really was actually a standout. I thought um, I'd I'd love to have seen more of of the Marlene aspect of it because I found that very interesting. Um, I did enjoy Moon Knight's exploits and him kicking ass. That was that was brilliant. Although I felt him uh, talking to Conchu went on maybe a little too much, you know. And maybe Milligan could have used a couple of those pages. Um, for, you know, for something else, maybe maybe to expound more on on Marlene um, and, and her relationship with Mark. I agree with you, Connoisseur. You think Milligan? I think for for someone who's only written, I believe, one Moon Knight issue, I think he has a really good handle on Marlene and and Mark. And and dare I say, he's probably given a lot more um, to their relationship than than some writers you know, some regular writers on Moon Knight. So mm. uh, it, it really it really did pique my interest um, when he used Marlene more than just a, just either a, a foil to, to save Moon Knight or just to be someone that bats her eyelids and waits for, for Steve to come home, you know. So he actually, I mean, having said that, she, she literally is just kind of waiting for Mark in this issue. But um, but you get more of her thoughts, you know. You get to you get inside her head a bit more, and she forms part of the narrative, which um, which I think is really really good, um, and I'd love to see more of. So there you go, uh, loonies. That would bring us to somewhere between, I think, about a six, six out of ten if you average that out roughly. Um, yeah, so again, check it out if you can, or um, or give it a reread for this festive season. Now, Connoisseur, we are going to go just to another break, and we'll be right back. Hey there, everyone. I'd like to tell you about the YouTube channel I Am Your Target Demographic. If you're a fan of comics, we have plenty that you'll enjoy over there, including a series called Heroes Like Us. 
that explores comic characters of all sorts of different identities. And we even have a series that defines words that are used in nerd culture that you may not know what they mean. So you can check us out by heading to YouTube and searching I Am Your Target Demographic or look up IAYTV on any social media outlet. Yes, welcome back. Looney listeners, we are here. You are here with the High Priests of Conchu, Connor and Ray. And we are wrapping up 2018 with a big bloody bow so uh yeah it's been it's been fantastic connoisseur it's been really really fun um this issue's been really good as well i'm just gonna i don't think we had any feedback um i did post it up a little late apologies loonies it has been obviously understandably a bit a bit hectic around this time um i was gonna post up a discussion thread um for you know, discussing this issue, um, but I may have put it up a bit too late, and so, yeah, so, um, yeah, no responses there, that's fine, um, but we do, actually, also, Connorship, before we get into anything else, we do have a long, uh, a rather interesting message from, again, one of our loonies in the community, none other than Josh Geronimo Johnson, to give us his seasonal greetings and his uh, his top three comics for this year. Take it away, Josh. Hello, loonies and high priests. It's your old pal. Josh Geronimo Johnson, I'm here to talk about my three favorite comics of 2018. Alright, so the first one I have is Amazing Spider-Man, number 6, or number 807 of the Legacy numbering. Um, this one is just uh, just has a hilarious premise. Uh, so basically, it's Peter Parker's roommate, Fred Myers, who is also the supervillain Boomerang, figures out that Peter takes pictures of Spider-Man, so he's kind of knowledgeable about it. So, Fred takes Peter to basically a Moss Eisley Cantina-esque bar called The Bar With No Name, which is just filled with supervillains. Basically, so Peter can help Boomerang win a Spider-Man trivia night. <laughs> it's just a hilarious and kind of genius premise, actually. It's just funny just to see Peter beating all of his supervillains in trivia about himself. And it's, it's, it's hilarious. And it, towards the end, it turns into a big bar fight. It's, it's pretty awesome. So that was, it's just a really funny premise. And it just made me laugh when I was reading it. Uh, my number two pick is Thor number seven or number seven thirteen of the legacy numbering. Um, this one is just a one shot of Thor from way back in the past, but like before he's the God of Thunder, before he has the old it's just him as a tough-ass guardian. And he is on Earth and loving Earth. And Odin lets Loki go through this plan where he has Thor fall in love with a mortal, in this case, a woman known as Erica the Red, who is a basically like a Viking warrior. And they meet and fall in love together. Then uh, Thor ends up having to leave 
to go fight in some Asgardian war. And then he returns, and to him it only felt like a short amount of time that he was away, but on Earth it's been 40 years. And in that 40 years she has died. And she was actually the woman who, that the famous story of the woman who stood at the cliffside waiting for her love to come back from war. And she waited basically until her death. And this teaches Thor basically what it's like to be a god. But then he also, like, it makes him love Earth even more. And basically Loki's plan backfires. <laughs> no surprise. Um, and yeah, I just like it just because it's, it's just a good one-shot story. And I like seeing Thor before he's Thor. And... Yeah, it's even kind of an emotional story, too. And then my number one pick for this year is Amazing Spider-Man number 801, which is the last issue of Amazing Spider-Man written by Dan Slott. Now, I only just... I only picked up reading Amazing Spider-Man currently uh, with the arc that preceded this. So, like, issue, like, number 798, like, the whole Red Goblin story so I wasn't a, I haven't been reading it for like 10 years so maybe it doesn't hit this doesn't hit me as much as it does other people but this is still a really good really like quiet finale but in a good way and basically so what it is is uh, there's this guy he's going he goes into a convenience store uh, to buy cigarettes on his way to something really important and when he goes into the store it turns out that it's being robbed and then a young Spider-Man crashes through the window and stops the robber and saves the guy. So this is way back in Spider-Man's early days. And then it turns out that this guy was on his way to go meet his dying father. And he just made it just in time. And then it cuts to the present day, which Spider-Man is... Uh, he is fighting some masked goons and one of them gets away and he has like a bomb in his briefcase. And the guy from earlier, but his name is Ken, he trips up the bad guy getting away so Spider-Man webs him up. Then him and Spider-Man have a small talk and Ken is like, Hey, I know you probably don't remember this, but you saved me a long time ago. And I just want to thank you for that because you got me to quit smoking. And you know, of course Peter's like, Oh, I'm sorry I don't remember, but... Um, glad to know you're doing all right. And then he takes off. And then Ken, I'm assuming, is with his niece. And his niece is like, oh, why Why of all the superheroes that I'm up close to, why does the first one have, the first one I come across have to be Spider-Man? Why couldn't it be like Iron Man or Thor or, or whoever? And then Ken is like, Spider-Man saves people every day. And every person that gets saved means somebody, somebody else. So he saves moms and dads and brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles. So you might not think that he does a lot, but he saves people every day and that he saved me. And so I just think it's just, yeah, it's just a really good, quiet finale. Good, 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 small emotional story. And yeah, I just think that's, that's my favorite issue that I've read this year. Bear in mind, I haven't read too, too much. I don't read that many new comics. Okay, so, yeah, those are my three picks. I just want to say happy holidays to all the loonies and all the high priests. And I just want to 
say congrats on a great 2018 for Into the Night. And here's to uh, an even better 2019. So, happy holidays and have a good new year too. Alright, see you guys later. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Josh. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. We'll we'll be sure to put most of these if I can <laughs> if I can track down the the variable links um, on our show notes for loonies to peruse at their leisure. So, um, Konishu, I think that probably wraps us up towards the end of this uh, this episode. Um, yeah. The the days ahead, what 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 is planned for you and the fam? Uh, yeah, family gathering. If I can sneak away, I'll uh, catch up on some comics. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, pretty keen to miss out on a lot of TMNT this year. I'll catch up on that. Okay. Did, did any of your family members read comics as well? Nah, sadly. I got them a few comics this year to try and force them to get attached. <laughs> but we'll see how it sticks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, excellent, cool. You have a big, um, big family dinner, like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Yeah. Or, okay. Do you do the do you, do you do the evening or do you do? How does it work? Yeah, not. Yeah. Um, everyone's kind of around. Yeah, for the night. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Big dinner, then wake up. It's Christmas Day, fam. You know, that one goes all day. Yeah. Till everyone's dead and tired. <laughs> Imagine. What about yourself? Um, yeah, we will celebrate Christmas Eve more than, than, uh, I think so on Christmas Eve, we'll have the combined fam over and that will go into the night, no pun intended. <laughs> um, uh, and then Christmas day will just be, I don't know, I guess it'd be pretty chilled, pretty quiet. We might, I don't know. It sounds really boring. I don't know. We might turn on the telly, see what's on. <laughs> see what's on. <laughs> no, you really made it sound much more exciting with that comment. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Christmas specials. We, we've seen Elf already. We, we like to watch Elf. Will Ferrell, Ferrell, he's bloody hilarious. Have you seen Elf, the film? Oh, yeah. I mean, I actually know, not in quite a number of years. No, okay. I don't remember liking it or not. I remember seeing it as a kid. Okay, that, that's a that's a must. Um, also, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Gotta, gotta watch that at Christmas. Also, as well, the most pop, the most famous one, kind of Die Hard. Are you going to watch Die Hard in Christmas? Oh, yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Come on. Let it... I, got, I got the new claws to read. That's, that's my Christmas present of myself. Sexy Santa Claus. That's Grant Morrison, right? Yeah, sure is. Dan Mora. Bloody hell, that would be good. Been, uh, oh, well, you're gonna have to let me know how that is, because uh, I heard it's, I heard it's pretty cool. So, well, the first one, let alone you're saying the new one's out. Yeah, they get like you get like a one shot every year. Oh, okay, okay, it's an ongoing thing. Cool. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Well, um, ooh, I was about to say next phase, kind of shit, but we'll we'll be off until the new year. I believe. Were we? I don't know. Are we? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I definitely don't know what we got planned, but yeah. we'll figure something out if Ray's not all yeah. babied and no, the I mean, I, yeah, the I babied think... out for the next seven years. That's funny that we we have we have talked about it, and um, <laughs> this might not be our last one for this year. <laughs> uh, we might have one more. Uh, actually, I think I do in the spreadsheet. Yeah, I know it's pretty tragic, Looney's spreadsheet. I think I've got it down for episode eighty. So this is episode seventy-nine. I think we've got one more up our sleeve potentially. But anyway, we've got to make this episode sound, you know, monumental because it's, 
you know, it's a festive season, Connor. So what better way than to lie to our listeners and say that it's our last one? <laughs> keep keep them on their toes. <laughs> That's it. All right, so we might <laughs> we might uh, we, we might be back. We might be back for next. Uh, we got one more before the New Year's. So um, no, I'm definitely keen. We can make it. Uh, yeah, if we, yeah, for sure. No no probs. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I forgot to mention this. Uh, we didn't have a new segement, but you know there is those Comicsology sales. That's all the Moon Knight uh, runs will be on sale on Comicsology. Yeah, um, they are. physically this week we got a. Uh, Moon Knight Epic Collection Volume 3. Yes! Gets you through uh, the Christmas season by actually finishing on the mo- uh, Doug uh, Mench's run for the first time. Yes. Uh, collected how, ever. How cool is that? Absolutely crazy. Um, so that means those issues should probably, hopefully, be on Marvel Unlimited as well. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And I've, actually, I heard on Discord, um, on our very sparse Discord server it's still fledgling and that's one of the things 2019 I'm hoping to improve on but uh one of our loonies there orion mentioned that moon knight volume one issue one is apparently free on comiXology so oh yeah if you want to dabble uh if you happen to be a first-time listener i'm sure all the loonies out there you know have reread that back to front and normal ways many times. Uh, but if you want to, you know, have a go, see what Doug Mensch is all about, see what Moon Knight back in the 80s is all about, check that out. Apparently that's free. So, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, oh, man, that's 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 so cool, kind of. The uh, Epic Collection, final final rest. Yeah. That, will, that completes the 38-issue run from Doug Mensch and Bill Sienkiewicz. Um, brilliant stuff there, Loonies. Um, it's a big one as well, so make sure to chuck that in the stocking and, and have that sagging and bulging over over Absolutely the roaring fire. Stocking. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> Absolutely destroying your stocking. E- Those things are massive. Exactly, exactly. Have it, you know. Give it to give it to to Tiny Tim or you know anyone anyone that wants to read. <laughs> I don't know. What's in Scrooge, isn't it? I don't know. That little guy. I don't know either. Anywho, anywho it's going a bit back crazy. I think, hang on, hang on um, Konishu, I think we have one more. One more a little holiday greeting from another another one of our loonies. So um, why don't we um, why don't we just sign off now and uh, and we can play that as we as we go out. I think that sounds like a great... Instead of Conchie watching the Denizens tonight, it's whoever we're putting next. <laughs> That's we it. We haven't figured that out yet, <laughs> we so haven't. shout out to that person. <laughs> exactly. Going to be watching over you for us. <laughs> exactly. Uh, thank you so much. And yes, and they will. Um, how do we end this then, Conchie? Uh, uh, very happy holidays. Enjoy the bloody time off if you're getting it. Um, hopefully having a good time regardless. And uh, yeah. Oh, then, this is, um, this buy is... some Moon Knight, pat a cat. Uh, go to bed on time. <laughs> that's it. This is why we pay Connor the big bucks. I mean, that's a perfect way. Yeah. Okay. Happy holidays. Of course, of course, we're going to say that. <laughs> Happy holidays for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Uh, you know, enjoy giving. You know, uh, you know, to the ones that you love, and yeah, and um, all the best. And we'll see you around the traps. Hasta mañana. Uh, whatever that means. <laughs> Goodbye, fellow friends. Catch you maybe in the ne- in the new year. 
Maybe in the new year, I'll catch you next week. Next week. <laughs> I don't know how to end this. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. May this guy watch over the denizens of the night. See ya. Play us off, Ray. <laughs> See ya. What's up, fellow Doonies? It's Chris here calling to you from Defenders TV Podcast, wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays and everything in between. So, Ray asked me to pull together a couple of top Christmas-themed comics that you can dig into over the holidays. And do you know what? Because it is me, you're going to get Spider-Man. That's what it is. Come on, let's be serious about it. So the first one I wanted to give you a quick shout-out to was Amazing Spider-Man 420, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Now, it's not an amazing story, let's be honest, but it does have some really cool artwork, especially back in those days. But additionally, you've got X-Man, none other than Nick Gray, the pseudo kind of alternative reality cable long story short but it's really cool you've got x-man essentially and peter parker teaming up really really nice i also want to give a quick shout out to none other than merry christmas mr storm which was a spider-man holiday special basically you got the human torch you got peter parker you got everything in between it is fantastic so give it a good old listen finally None other than have yourself a Sandman Little Christmas. Marvel team-ups, number one, Human Torch, Johnny Storm, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, together. It was fantastic. Want to give a special guest little kind of shout-out to, you're going to love this one, Spider-Man Deadpool, issue number 12. Oh, yes. Back from about two years ago, and it, you've got Spider-Man, you got Deadpool saving Christmas. What more can you want? Jimmy Chonka's presence galore. It is fantastic. If you want to read about something a bit more up-to-date, but you know what? You've got Deadpool issues number seven, which came out just at the beginning of this month. And it is, yes, Deadpool saving Christmas all by himself. Oh, it's good. He's got to kill Santa Claus. Oh, you're going to enjoy this one. Trust me. Great. Sit down beside the fire. Pour yourself a little bit of tibble. And enjoy Deadpool issue number seven. So, guys, thank you so much. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Everything in between. No matter what you're on who you're enjoying your day with or your days with, make sure they're fun. You get some comics in there. You get some Moon Knight in there. All right, Merry Christmas from me and all the other boys in Defenders TV Podcast. affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. 
The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.